this is an exciting time for me. When I first taught this series, uh, we used videos, uh, but I'm going to do this thing. Um, you know, I've been, I've been practicing this stuff for, for years now, okay? Uh, I'll give you a little story to introduce tonight what, what happened to me. So, uh, what happened to us, Sister Hunter and I, um, we were broke for a long time. Amen. Let me say it one more time. We were what? Broke. Um, it appeared like we had it, we had it together, but we were struggling. Uh, I mean, just could not win in the area of money. Could not make a couldn't get our breakthrough. Couldn't get, I mean, listen, we were faithful in church. We were we were serving God. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know how you come to church, you hear a message, you're like, yeah, I got that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're teaching it. And we were, I was teaching it. But for some reason, I wasn't catching it. You know what I mean? And the thing about it is, I started to think about it. See, when I believe what God does for the pastor, he, he wants the pastor to do this thing first before he can teach it. My, my life verse is Ezra 17. The, the Bible says in Ezra 17, Ezra set his heart to study, to practice, and then teach the statutes and ordinances in Israel. In fact, that's what's written on that logo there in the middle in Hebrew. All right. So when I captured that scripture and I and I made that scripture my life verse, I really have set out in my life not just to teach God's word, but to live God's word. I'm trying to help you with something tonight, because listen, uh, a lot of people come to my financial freedom workshop just like this, and they come with the idea that, oh man, I'm gonna get these steps, and you know what I mean, we're gonna ride here, and, you know, it's, it's a one, two, three, you know what I mean, but, but here's the thing, um, that's in your strength, hello somebody. And, and I'm not talking about doing this in your strength, I'm talking about doing this in the strength that God supplies. Let me say this, there's some things, foundational things that we need to we need to set in place first before we can move into freedom. Freedom doesn't just happen overnight. Hello, somebody. And, and some of us, the reason that we're not winning with money is because we've done it that way so long. Amen. That it's become just who we are. Mama and daddy may not have talked to you about money. They may not have talked to you about how to budget, how you heard it. You know, we know, budgeting, everybody knows about budget. You, you see what I'm saying? But where's the budget? Right up here in your mind. Amen. And, and when the budget is up on your mind and not on paper, you got a problem. Amen. The problem is, amen, you can't physically see with your eyes. All right? So we're going to begin... But before we begin, I want to begin with some foundational scriptures. Amen. Some foundational scriptures. And if you have, everybody has a packet, right? Everybody has a packet? All right. Cool. All right. Now, you see, you see, you see what it says on there? What it 
say the time. The what? The person. I was going to say the man in the mirror, but Michael Jackson would have got me. Listen, I want to talk about the person that you see every day. Come on, somebody. Now, a lot of us have different habits when it comes out to money. All right, so let me ask the question. How many got um, spending habits? You just spend, you know, just, you don't think about it, you just say, I'm going get it. I've got some people like, how many like you penny pinch? You're like, ah, I'm gonna get it, I need it, but, <laughs> but in actuality, at the end of the day, you're gonna get it anyway, but you, you penny pinch, right? right? Okay. How many of you are free? You just, you're free spirited. You just, woo! Yeah, man, I get it. I'm, I, I'm not thinking about the next deal that's coming. I'm thinking about, man, I'm going to spend this money. You got it. Anybody? Got some people like that? Come on, come on. Okay, good, y'all. Okay, all right. All right, good. So, so let me ask this question. And this is a valid question, right? What was the last emergency you had in your life? Uh, you can share if you like. If you don't want to share, that's fine. But the average person in America, in America, is not ready for the next emergency. Okay? Now, you think that your 401k or your retirement, that, that's a backup. That's not a backup. Okay? Uh, that's not for today. That's, that's for something else. All right? And then some of us don't even have that. Right? So, go ahead. Uh, I have one, two, or three, or four of them. Uh, it's time for us to get our group done. Uh, we need a new stove. The oven went out. So I'm just, um, well, I could use some tires. Mm -hmm. Just waiting on the money. Mm -hmm. You're waiting on the money. Now, sister, thank you for your, your openness, your honesty, because the moment you said everything you said to me, I can pinpoint, right, how you could have been prepared for all of that. And I'm going to give you the strategies, right? So here's the thing. I'm, I'm a very strategic person. Right? So I'm very logical, I'm very strategic and practical. And so when I started on the system, and I started putting these things practical. 
campus, and I started to see things happen. Like, one like happening in a week, I'm talking about it started happening like in days. When God just slowed my roll and said, okay, now let's talk about how much money you got coming in. First of all, you got to find out how much you got coming in. So, write that down. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, let's get real listening. All right? Thank you, Esther. Yeah, y'all. Y'all been done. Yeah. Uh, how much you got coming in every month? All right? And something else you got to write down. See, now watch this. It's all in your head. <laughs> all right? Just how much do you have coming in every month? And then here's the other question. How much you have going out? How much you have going what? Out. Okay, and I'm talking about everything. I'm not talking about something. I'm talking about Netflix. I'm talking about stuff you don't need to subscribe to. Your marijuana, your liquor, all that. I'm talking about all that stuff that you buy. <laughs> you know, I know we church folk, but I know we got extra dirty activities. Okay, I'm just junk food. Yes, some of us is food. Some of us is that purse that you got to have. That you have more with tags on it that you haven't even used yet. You see what I'm saying? I'm talking about everything. Everything. Alright? It what? What what we're talking about? Everything. How much you have coming in, how much you got going what? Out. Now, I want you to really go, now I know you're writing it down right now, but I want you to go home and calculate for real. And when you come back next week, you don't have to tell me, but I want you to have that number with you. All right? That's your assignment, okay? Now, first things first, let's go to uh, a scripture of mine. Go to Philippians chapter 4. All right? Now, I did this on the radio show. Um, at the beginning of the radio show, I'm, I'm doing this on the radio, too. And I'm going to explain, I'm, I'm kind of flipping it, okay? So, so what did I tell you about you? I, listen, I got so much on my mind. I, like, look, I got so happy I put on a tie tonight. <laughs> Amen. My wife said, you're going in there like a financial advisor. Like, I said, okay. I said, I said, shoot, if I'm going to talk about money, I need to look like I got some. <laughs> Do I have witness? <laughs> Amen. Amen. I even got some suspenders on tonight. Amen. That's Sunday wear. You know what I mean? I don't do that during the week. Amen. So, <laughs> Philippians, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. And, 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 and I want to help somebody with something tonight because when it comes down to money, we have to change our minds about it. It's a mindset. Right? I want to be able to say to some of you in here, listen, you know what? We need $5,000 today to do something for the glory of God. And some of you say, got that. Got that, Pastor. That ain't no problem. We can do that. We can do that right now. You know, or we need $5,000 because there's a need in our church. There's some people that are struggling. The people in the hurricane, we need to get some bottles over there to Liberia. We need to, you know what I'm saying? There's a need. 
right? Because one of the things about winning with money, and I want, and this comes from the gurus, all right? Now, if you, never, if you haven't heard of this guy, his name is Warren Buffett. Anybody ever heard of Warren Buffett? He's the richest man in the world, right? The second richest man in the world, okay? And Warren Buffett, guess what Warren drives? Guess what Warren does every day? No, no way. He ain't giving away no money like that. He does give away money, but but this is Warren. Warren drives a 1987 Lexus. He goes to the drive-through every day at McDonald's. He orders the same number one, and then he drives to his lead. He owns Geico. He owns the billionaire. Okay, but he had made so much money, and his wife said, "Warren, what are you going to do with all your money?" I mean, we have so much. So Warren Buffett lives on 10% of what he earns. And he gives the 80% away to charities. And Listen, if we can grasp the concept of generosity, God will give you more than you can even have. Because you now are a channel. Just imagine you leaving this earth and your name is on a building that that helps, you know, refugees. You know, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, oh, or, or helps people to get stronger in Christ. So, you follow what I'm saying? Just imagine that when you leave this earth, you're leaving a legacy behind. Right? And oftentimes, the reason we're not winning with money is because we think it's ours. See, we, we want to hold on. Yep. Listen to our language. My money. Everybody This is my money. This is my First of all, it's not your money. And I can prove it's not your money. Watch this. Seed goes in the ground. The dirt. Right? What is the seed goes in the ground, the rain waters the dirt, sprouts up, you have a what? Tree. Where does the paper come from? Tree. Where does the ink come from? So whose is it anyways? Huh? It's God's. You probably say it's not ours, it's it's who? It's God's, right? And the problem with us today, the reason we're not winning with money. It's because we think it's our money. And watch this. And the more we get, if we don't have the right mindset about money, watch this. We will be chasing after it the rest of our life. As a matter of fact, let me just say this to you. Many of us, 90% of our minds are focused on money. That's the truth. That's true. All right, now watch this. I'm going to show you how to win with money. All right? So, sister, thank you for being honest about your emergency. Right? Anybody else that had an emergency? Right? Now, now listen. You have an emergency, right? How did you handle it? How did most of us handle our emergency? Huh? We borrow more money. And then we avoid our cousins and... Our grandmothers and, you know, people like that that we even got in debt with, right? But do you not know, and I said this on the radio show, money problems shows your character. Yeah. 
the character problem. Are you with me? Money problems is connected to character. All right? And, and here's the thing. You may not think so. You may just say, I don't have enough. Listen, God can take where you are right now, and he can take the little that you're making right now, and he can make that thing. Listen, he can do it, you know, as God know. Amen. But the problem with us is, from the time we see, you know, $1,000 in the bank, $2,000, 10000 you know, 50000 then we start getting real happy. Right? And then all of a sudden, you know what I mean? We think we just, we're, we're invincible. And the thing about money management is this. It's just that. We are stewards. Right? But I told you that if you're going to win with money... But the first thing you have to learn too, the first the, the first thing I want to give you tonight, it's about the mindset. So let's look at let's look at Philippians four. Philippians four. Ah, uh, oh, let's just back up to verse six. No, I'm sorry. Forget yeah, Philippians four six. So look what he says. He says, finally, brethren. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. Be what? Be what? Now, that word anxious means that you... The word anxious means you care so much that it turns into a so the word anxious means merimeneo in the Greek. And that word merimeneo means that it's, it's a care so much that you, you're caring, but you're worried. You, you follow what I'm saying? He says, be anxious for what? For, for nothing. But in what? In what? In everything. Not in some things, but in what? In everything. With, I'm sorry, in everything by prayer and what? Supplication, with thanksgiving, let your what? Requests be made known to who? Now, here's the thing. The thing about it is this, right? God knows your financial situation. Yes, he does. But the problem with us is that we worry so much that we begin to worship the problem rather than worship God. And I want to tell you something about money problems. Some of us are literally, have literally made Benjamin on God. Whenever a person will do anything unethical or whatever the case may be, and, and some of us have done some things with some money, I ain't going to put y'all right here tonight, you know what I mean? But y'all done did some stuff all for the sake of what? Don't bring me. Benjamin. But he says, be anxious enough. Listen, the nothings that he's talking about is the everything's to you. Oh, Lord, I just said something. Wow. Wow. You know what I just said? The nothings are the everything. So we're worried about food, clothing, shelter. We're worried about how we're going to pay the bills. We're worried about, man, I need more money. I need more money. I was watching this uh, YouTube video about this about this young lady. 
Amen. It was, she, she, she gave a testimony of how she went into stripping. But then she found Jesus. But she said she did it for the... Come on, somebody. It's amazing what we'll do for what? Money. But I thank God for saving her. Amen. Thank God for her testimony because her testimony is pretty powerful, right? And, 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 and the, what I'm trying to show you is this. We become so anxious and so worried that we begin to scheme. And we begin to come up with all kinds of, you know, shortcuts. And, and, and watch this. And the first thing we do, what's the first thing we do? I can't come to church, Pastor, because you know I got it. Don't you know the devil wants you away from the house of God? Don't you know he doesn't want you to grow? He wants you to, to drift around looking for happiness and never finding. Let me say this to you. First of all, you got to understand something real quick. Money's not going to make you happy. See, here's the thing. You can gather all the money in the world, but watch this. If you can't enjoy it, see, there's a difference when God blesses you and gives you money. Watch this. You enjoy it. It's something you can enjoy. You're like, man, I'm enjoying this life. Listen, I've got what I, I have, what I have, and guess what? The next emergency that comes, I'm ready for it. Yes. I'm ready for it. It's about being ready, y'all. Huh? How do we live our whole life paying insurance and we have no assurance? We pay life insurance, we pay medical insurance, we pay all this insurance, but we have, how come we don't have no money insurance? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And, and, and let, let me say this, and, and I had to think about this not too long ago, that we put so much faith in a car. If I could just get this car, if I could just get this car, if I could just get this house, and then you get it, and then you realize, man, I can't even keep it. But you thought that that would have made your life better. But the car doesn't make your life better. It's when you can get in that car, you know you paid cash for it, which I'm going to teach you how to do. Watch this. And I'm, I'm not talking about no raggedy car either. I'm talking about, you know, you're going to have your car that's reliable because I'm going to give you a strategy. Yeah. But you got to start with the hoopty first. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And then you got to drive that one and you got to save up some money and you can take that hoopty to trade in. You get your 500 back that you put in that one and then you jump into a little, you upgrade the hoopty to a hoopty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you, you don't get to the Lexus, you don't get to the Mercedes later on. Come on See, the, but the problem is, my, my people, amen, is that we don't think future. Right. We think now. I got to have it now. now. And, and now is what's, and the new is what's driving us. Listen. I want to see us win. We live in the land. We live in the, we live in the land. Come on, somebody. Where opportunities are endless, and you are not stuck where you are in that job. Hello, somebody. 
you're not stuck. You may be comfortable, but you're not stuck. Hello, somebody. And if you do what's right with what God, little God has given you, guess what he's going to do, y'all? He's going to promote you because that's the kind of God we serve. When your life and your lips are lined up. Because a lot of us got lip, but we ain't got no living. Hello, somebody. We talk a good game, but when it comes down to doing, living it out, we struggle with that, and that's where the that's where the disconnect comes in, and that's the reason why we have not seen the miracles. See, people think miracles are things that just poof. No, uh-uh. God says, line up and you'll see a miracle. Live and you'll see a miracle. Hello, somebody. Anyways, let's go back here. He says, he says, let your request be made known unto God. God, I need a million dollars. Right? And, and, and look at verse 7 now. I want to show you something about verse 7 now. See, when you stop worrying about money, okay? So how do you stop worrying about money? It's right there in the text, okay? You pray. You supplicate. Right? Uh, matter of fact, while you're supplicating, you ought to break off in the thanksgiving. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what I have right now. Thank you for what I don't have. Because obviously, if I don't have it, it meant that you didn't want me to have it right now. So, so it's an attitude. That's what I say. It's character, but it's attitude. It's, it's an attitude when you want to you know, win with money. See, a lot of us, money is our slave to the money, y'all. Wow. That's what we are. That's why, that's why going to work is so hard. But if you make money, if you master your money, then money is working for you. So when you get up to go to work, it ain't no task. Because you know come payday, cha-ching is working for me. I'm putting it in places where it's working for me. So when I need the tires, I just go in my, I go in my safe, I pull out my, my, my tire envelope. Yes. That I've been saving for for a year and a half, two years. Yeah. And I grab my four. And listen, I'm going to go get me some beat-up good bricks. You know what I'm saying? I'm not getting no cheap used because I prepared and money is working for me. Yes. Tell you the name of money that will work for me. It's going to work for me. Stop letting it master you and let it work for you. That's how you do it. That's how you win. And so as I was saying earlier before I got sidetracked, uh, we were broke, man. And I'm serious. <laughs> Listen, so much broke we couldn't even pay attention. You ever in that, bro? But we were in church. We were in church, man. We were like, we were like serving God, giving. Listen, the one thing we never stopped doing. The one, even when it got tough. We listen. I could have taken the money to get my. Here's how the bill is. I could have taken the money that I was that I was giving the church and go buy the one. That's what some of us do. Okay, my sister. Y'all with me? But it's crazy how God did. Let me tell you how God did it, y'all. Because we stay faithful and we begin to apply the principle, God didn't just bless us, He upgraded us. 
Listen, we moved into a loft downtown in the midtown area. My view was over downtown. Because we stayed faithful, but watch this. But when I started to win the money, right, I was just stacking, stacking, stacking. I said, man, bring that paycheck. She was making all the money, really. And, 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 and you know what? I was a little different. I'll tell y'all about that later. And so we started giving every dollar a name. And listen, you know, when I jump on something, I'm meticulous, right? So every dollar, every there was I would get paid, put the money in the bank, cash the check, take it back out. So I need dollars, I need fives, I need twenties, I need tens. Wow. I would deposit the check and withdraw the check the same day. And they'd be like, this one you're out. So I'm grateful. And then I'll go home and I'll go to the table and I'll spread it all out and say, okay, envelope number one, boom. Envelope number two, boom. And when God upgraded up from that house, we were able to take that house and help some, help some families. Watch this now. Here's how God set us up. We were able to help some families with that old house. We got a new one here. Watch this. Watch this now. And they only paid half the mortgage. We paid the rest. So I was paying two mortgages. See, when when you when you when you stop letting it be your God, I had to repent. I had to get on my knees and say, God, today I surrender. I make you my Lord again. Because money was ruining me. Because that's all I thought. That's all I thought about. And when God upgraded us downtown and we started living there, I'm like, man, this, this is good. This is good life. Yeah. Amen. But listen, I didn't have a car yet. Yeah. I was driving a 1999 Buick Century with a brand new motor in it. Oh, you didn't hear what I'm saying, right? And I'm pulling up downtown by a little garage. You know, the last time I did, I had to go open the garage. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? And, and watch this. This is real life stuff. And I take, I took the principles. We took the principles. And then, then, see, I wasn't worried about, I wasn't worried about how I look. The problem with us is, y'all, we, we worry about how we look. We want to look good. Yeah. And we ain't got nothing and a window thrown out. Come on now. Right now. <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Old school, I know what I'm talking about. You see what I'm saying? We didn't have nothing, right? And, and so, but I wasn't concerned about looking good, right? And when every time I went to the bank, I'm like, here comes Mr. Hunt, how many need? Five, ten. You see what I'm saying? And I would take that home every week, every week, every week, and just spread it out. And my wife's like, man, look how much money we have. I said, and look, I kept it in cash. I said, I need to pray, Lord, please. If my house burned down, <laughs> okay, let's save so much money. My viewer, I was able to give that to somebody else. Watch this. Yeah, I didn't charge what I gave it. And I was able to buy a slightly used Mercedes. Yeah, it was $50,000 for a Mercedes, cash. Yes. I met the guy at Specs Park. I mean, I met the guy at the parking lot downtown. 
I gave him a cashier's check. And I bought me my first Mercedes. And I got witnesses. I got witnesses that can tell you that we've done it. And we scraped the bottom, but we rose to the top. All right? But, but here's what you're going to need. You're going to need discipline. You gotta, when you leave here tonight, you got to look your baby in the eye and say, baby, we're going to do this. We're going to win. Or look yourself in the eye or talk to yourself and say, if you ain't got no baby, you know what I mean? Do a selfie. Do, do a selfie. We're going to win. Do you a selfie. We're going to win. Right? No longer, no more money, you will no longer be my master. And whatever I need, here it is in the passage. Look at it. Let me show you what it says. It says, be anxious for nothing, right? Prayer is the first thing. Supplication, thanksgiving, and then let your... See, the problem with us, my daughters, I taught them something this summer. They didn't know they could ask God for an iPhone. <laughs> Look what it says. The text says, and let your request be what? Here's the thing. It's not that God doesn't know you need it. He want to hear you say it. Yeah. Some of us prideful, we won't say it. Watch this. It's not only prideful, watch this. Some of us, we don't know how to ask. We ask for the attitude. <laughs> See, before you make your request, you got to be thankful. God, thank you. I don't see it right now, but God, I thank you tonight. I, I give you all the glory. I give you all the praise. I Thank you. Now watch this. Watch this now. I'm going to show you something. Tonight is your liberation night. Watch this. The next verse is key. Because once we've, once we've told God, listen, let me tell you this. Whatever you need right now, whatever that, that dollar amount, make your request. Uh, come on now. I do it every month. Thank you, Lord. I do it every month I talk with. I say, Lord, I, I need this. Yes. I can prove it to you. I needed some money to fix my daughter's car last week. Did I tell you that? Yeah. I needed thirteen hundred dollars. I called the mechanic. Said I said be there. Amen. I did that. Yeah. Yeah. I went in my prayer closet. I said, Lord. Amen. Now listen. I'm not, not no more spiritual than you. That's right. You serve the same God that I serve. Yes, yes, yes. Am I right? Right. Yes. Am I right about it? But, but the first thing we got to get in order is our prayer life. That's the first thing. So we got to stop, drop, and say, okay, God, get on my knees. Stop, drop, get on your knees and say, God, before I ask you for this $2,000 to do what I need to do, I love you. <laughs> Thank you. See what I'm saying? Very good, very good. That's good. You have not because you asked him because he says, make your request on him. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the liberation piece here in a minute. Watch this. So once I asked God, I needed 1384. Hmm. Come on now. And by Friday, I had 1384. Good 
It wasn't magic. It wasn't poof poof. It wasn't, you know, that that. I didn't put no oil in my head and do none of that. I just simply asked. That's all I did. Yeah. Now watch this. After, look, I started asking on uh, last week before now, you know. From the time I told maybe it was going now, I put my foot in my mouth. You know what I mean? I done told them, man, you know, you don't mess with them mechanics, man. They, you know, especially the mobile ones, you know. He's a good mechanic, by the way. Um, so he, so so once I once I opened my mouth and I said it, see, sometimes that's what you gotta do. You gotta put yourself in a situation where you just you gotta see God work, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you just got now don't go out there doing nothing crazy now, okay? Just, hold on, man, hold on time. Don't go rent no apartment, you got no job now. So, you know. Alright, don't don't do that. Okay, so so you gotta put it to the test. Just try small, try small. Yes. Okay, Lord, we need this. And when you when you do that, here's the key. See, the reason why some of us don't see it materialize right away is because of this. The next verse. Watch the next verse. And the what? Stop. Piece of what? So the moment you ask, And if you ask him with the right motives, yeah, yeah, yeah. you will have a peace. So when I asked for that 1384, I was at peace. I didn't walk around saying, where am I going to get it? See, a lot of us cancel what can happen because after we ask, we have no peace. And that's a good, that's a very good a gauge to see whether or not you ask properly. Or if you ask for the right moment. That right after you ask, he says, and the peace of God. Which surpasses what? I don't even know why I'm so peaceful. I'm on the brink of being put out. Listen, they come to get my car. Listen, something's about, something's happening. But there's some reason I have a peace. Because I've spoken to God about my situation. Yeah. I'm not just so worried about it that I'm, I'm can because worry cancels the request. Right. When you worry, that's why a lot of people stop praying and they don't they just stop praying. But if you've ever seen the power of prayer work, it's because you made a choice that, you know what? After I give this to God, I'm done with it. Lord, I have peace. Let's go get some chicken. And let's sit down and chill, watch some TV. And it's going to come. It's going to fry chicken. That's it. Watch this. Tonight is what? Tuesday? Oh, yeah. They got, they got a special tonight. Watch this. Um, three pieces, 99 cents. Popeyes. Two pieces. Oh. oh, yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Two pieces. Two pieces. All right. Amen. Watch this. He says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all. See, the problem with us is that after we ask God about our money issues, we start trying to understand it. That's 
I don't understand it, y'all. I have no, I cannot explain to you how it works. But I possess his peace, so I ain't worried about it. You can call me, threaten me, all that kind of stuff, send the pink, blue bill, all that kind of stuff. It's all good, but guess what? If I've prayed about the situation, and if I've given it to God, then guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit back and say, God, listen, I'm doing what's right. I'm living a life that's pleasing unto you. Now, you've got to have some stuff to give back to God. Okay? I, I'm thankful. Okay? I don't feel entitled. I'm thankful. And, but I got so much peace right now. And I believe that's the key. The key is having that peace. Look what he says. The peace that, that surpasses all understanding will what? Will guard your hearts and minds. So I told you, if you're going to win with money, it is a what? Mindset. Watch this. Watch what he goes on to say. Now watch what he says now. I have to go here because it's powerful. He says, find me, brother. Whatever is. Let me help you. Let me help you. You are a child of God. Here's the truth. You will succeed. But for some reason, we shrink back thinking I ain't nothing. I'm always be like this. My life will never change. I'm going to always struggle and I'm going to always be here. Yeah, I've been in this job 30, 40 years. I've been whatever, you know what I'm saying? But that's not true. See, our minds are so much on false things. Trump say fake news. Seriously, it is so fixed on false things that we can't recognize the truth because we don't have the peace. See, watch this. What you meditate on, listen, money is not the answer to your problems. It's not. Money is just, if you would, a benefit or a byproduct of living. And when when I develop Listen, when I stopped caring about it, it came down to my door. Say, man, you don't care to you I'm going to What you want? Well, I, I, thought, I thought you were going to think about me all the time. Kiki, do you love me? It just feels When I stop being so obsessed, some of us are passive obsessive, you know what I mean? We're, you know. But when my mind was always fixed on it, never had it. From the moment that I said, man, please, I ain't thinking about that. I don't think about that. And then when I had thousands, Cash. I'm talking about cash money and, and assets. <laughs> you don't hear me. 
And when I start to accumulate more assets, and when people started giving me stuff, right? Watch this. I was like, okay. I was grateful, but I wasn't obsessed with it. The problem with us was so obsessed with it that it has become God. That's why he says, whatever things are what? Whatever things are what? Whatever things are what? True. Whatever things are what? Honorable. Whatever things are what? Right. Whatever is what? Pure. Whatever is lovely. Whatever is of good repute. If there's any excellence, if anything worthy of praise, look what he says, y'all. He says he wants you to logizomai. Now watch this. Verse 9. The things which you have what? <laughs> we come to church and we get all this learning and burning. We come to church and the pastor preach all kinds of good stuff to us. And, and, and we learn and we receive, right? But watch this. He says, whatever things, whatever things you have learned, whatever things you have heard and seen where? In me. Paul is saying, look at me. Look at me. So Paul is saying, listen, we need some examples around here. Right? Now watch this. Watch this. He says, he says, what must we do, y'all? Practice. See, a lot of us learn, but for some reason, we don't have a good example. And when you don't have a good example around, it's hard for you to practice it. So, so, so we go on the internet and we see all these billionaires and they got all these workshops they want you to come to and you give them 99.99 and get in. And when you meet there, you know different because guess what? You're not around them all the time. Come on, somebody. But if you want to invest in the right thing, Because you're a child of God. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. He says, he says, he says, practice these things and watch this. Watch this now. And the God of what? Peace. Will what? Hello, somebody. So wherever I am, not only do I have the, listen, listen. I'm serious, y'all. Y'all know, y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Wow. I got some bills. I have no anxiety about it. None. Absolutely none. You know why? Because I have the God of peace. And when you have the God of peace, what more do you need? But pastor, you don't understand what's happening. I know what's happening. I've been there. I lived through it. But like I said, the moment I stop, uh, the moment I stop allowing money 
to be my master. And I started to master my money. That's when I developed and I made him my master. And I had the peace. Let me tell you something. I'm going to show you something here in a minute. Watch this. Let's go to verse 10 now. Somebody read that. I want to show you something. We, we ain't over yet. Watch this. Now, let me explain what's happening here. A lot of people think the preacher just, you know, survives on, yeah, air. But this Philippian church was taking care of Paul. And notice this. I want to show you something. Every time you give. Okay. It's one of the greatest opportunities that you have. Because look how Paul phrased giving. He says, um, indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked what? What happened? The Philippian church was a small church, and they lacked resources. But look what he says in verse 11. He says, not that I speak from what? This is why I want you. This is why I want you. Paul says, not, not that I speak from want. For I have what? Learn. Question I have for you, are you learning anything? Watch what he says. He says, I've learned how to be what? Content. How to be what? Content. Content. That's what our problem is today. We're not content. We want more. We want more. We want more. We haven't even mastered what we have. But we want more. He says, but I've learned something. In other words, my question to you tonight is what are you learning from the difficulties that you're facing right now financially? Because if you don't learn any lessons from this, you are destined to repeat it over and over and over again because your mind is not changing. Yes. And here's the thing. A better job is not going to change how you live. It will not. Come on, somebody. If you, if, if you hit the lottery tomorrow, it's not going to change. As a matter of fact, it's going to make it worse. Hello, somebody. And all them scratch-offs and stuff y'all be wasting your money on, uh, use the opportunity to bless the Lord. Amen? Watch this. Watch this. Some people I can't get delivered from that yet. Uh, it says, not, not that I speak for one. You, you, know, you know what the lottery is? Chance, huh? It's just another way to rob. But it's legal. Hello, somebody. And we buy into it. And we wish. But what are we wishing on? Huh? Uh, 
huh? Come on, man. Come on, man. You just said it. What, what, what are we wishing on? It's idolatry, man. It's idolatry at the at the worst. And I, I know Christians, I know pastors who have played the lottery and won. Oh, yeah. How, how can you do that? Anyway, that's not my pleasure. What did you say? He says, for I've learned to be content in whatever what? Circumstance. Listen, we ate peanut butter and jelly and water. Yes, we did. Ramen noodles. Listen, that's probably why I had that heart attack. <laughs> ate so much that waxed and clogged up every artery in me. I was full, but I was killing myself. Go to the hood, y'all. Pay attention. Lay the stones in grease and crack the pawn shops. Come on, Paraland, you seeing that? Anyways, yeah, and yeah, let's talk about five hundred dollars Brazilian here and all kinds of. Come on, man. Come on now. Come on now. That stuff right there. And now I'm messing with you. Yes, I am. Seriously. I mean, I mean, God gave you some. Use it. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. He says, I've learned how to be content. The problem is we're not content in every circumstance. So we live with an uneasiness of wanting more. But look at verse 12. He says, I know how to get along with what? I know how to live in what? Prosperity. See, here's the thing. God will eventually prosper you. But I want to help you with something. When you get there, enjoy it. Because it's a test. Because Paul says, I know how to be prosperous. But look what he goes on to say next. He says, I know how to what? I, I've, I've learned how to be prosperous. And this is what we have to learn, the secret. It's a secret. Managing money and handling a lifestyle with money, it's a secret. And we need to learn the secret. It's in the Bible. Yeah. Watch this. He says, I've learned the secret. Yeah. Which suggests what? There's something to be learned about it. Yeah, right. Not a, a lot of us don't know how to go without. Yeah, right. Seriously. Come on. A lot of us, if God was to take it all right now, man, I don't even know if I'll ever see you again. And some of us have been at the bottom so long, I see you all the rest of your life. But if you just start making rights. Won't see it no more. I've seen this happen with my own eyes. I've seen God bless people, man. And when He started blessing them, man, they were like, man, we're on top of the world. And then when they come back, they come back broke. You got to learn the secret of contentment. Okay, you have to learn the secret. Watch this. 
of having but acting like you don't have. There it is. You have to learn the secret of contentment. God doesn't want you to become so fix, fixated on it where you where you just like, oh my gosh, I gotta have it. Watch this, watch this. He says, I've learned the secret of being filled and going what? Of both what? Having what? And what? Paul says, life is just like that. Sometimes you have, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you feel, sometimes you're hungry. See, I think that some of us need to go hungry in order to appreciate hello somebody. Because when you get, you lose your mind. Some of us think we're on top of the world, but we got a few thousands. They don't last. But you got to learn the secret. See, the reason you need that secret, to learn the secret of being filled and all that, and, and here's the thing, the, the secret to it is the fact that you understand that life is about seasons. Yeah. Right? And each season, God is, is maturing you. Yeah. And if God wants you to be a billionaire, uh-huh. even with you being a billionaire, Watch this. You will even even in that you'll be content. See, and you you act like you don't have because you you're not working. For, if you stop going to work every day working for money for money and turn it around, turn it around. I'm, I'm not going to work for money. I'm going to work for this check. No, I'm going to make this check work for me. So I have, I'm showing up on this job to fulfill my God-given purpose. Yeah. What is my God-given purpose? To make a difference in somebody else's life. But you have to grow to not be selfish all the time. Am I, am I talking to you? Now watch this. He says in verse 13, and I think it's time for me to close. He said, yeah, it's way time for me to close. He says, I can do what? Oh. <laughs> Through who? Who does what? So if you're going to win with money, okay, you got to ask God to change your mind about money. Here's what I want you to do tonight. This is homework. Alright? And some of you do it, some of you don't. Uh, answer all the questions here, okay? And then I want you to sit down. Go to the last page, because I'm going to deal with the other ones next week. I can't, I want to get back next week. I may do this on, on the radio to, on Thursday. I'm going to do this on the radio on Thursday. We're going to do this one. We're going to give them a double dose. See the quickie budget budget? I, I just want you to get after it. Get after it right now. Get after it right now. What's going on? What's coming in? But sit down, get it out your head. I'm talking about all of the little stuff. I'm talking about the debits, the uh, the eating out. Okay, let me give you an assignment. Every Saturday, 
Every time you stop at the store, take a picture of your seat. And by next Tuesday, I want you to tally up what you spend on the non-essentials. Just stuff. I'm talking about just stuff. Just don't, don't take a picture of your liquor store receipt. Just record it. Because Hennessy just went up. You know. <laughs> Cigarettes are six dollars a pack, whatever it is. I'm talking about it. Go home. Every time you stop, take a picture. Take a picture. Right? And I want you to be get by by Monday night. I want you to tally up. No, I said stuff that wasn't even in the budget. Stuff that was not in the budget. Stuff you just said, well, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. You said you'd be out of camera space. We had a space in your phone for that, right? I'm talking about everything. Take a picture and let's deal with it. And so the story then will be yes, you did have the money, you just didn't have the mind to manage it. Right? The average person, here's a statistic for you. The average person spends at least $250 to $300 a week on non-essentials, and they only make $500 a week. Oh, wow. I'm talking about, like, stuff, just stuff, just this restaurant, that restaurant. Why do you think, why do you think the restaurants are winning and we're not? <laughs> now let me tell you now let me just share something with you in the process of Sister Hunt and I making the transformation in our lives oh we didn't eat out for years you know what I'm saying for how many for, for, for about two years we didn't eat out we didn't listen kids were packing lunch I would leave the office the church, the church was in, uh, on, on the uh, other side of 59. I would drive home for lunch and drive back for Bible study. So I was able to sacrifice because I learned about contentment. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying until they, they bought me a refrigerator and stuff in my office and then I didn't have to make that drive. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? All right. So what I'm doing in this series, y'all, is I'm giving it to you in bite size because I want you to start off with changing the way you think. Yeah. Next week, I, I, I kind of flipped it because next week, I'm going to talk to you about wisdom mm. and finances, which I've been talking about on radio. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Watch this now. If you develop <laughs> If you, if you become wise with your money, you can become a millionaire. Yes, you can. Watch this. Because God will give you the wisdom to put it in places where it will just quadruple overnight. That's what God will do if you develop wisdom. And I'll show you next week how to develop wisdom. Now, when you bring your budget next week, right? 
we're going to have a real talk about it, right? And, and I want to know now, you don't have to say your exact number, but I want to see how much you spent. Right? Now, now that the alarm is on, right? Now the alarm is on, because I just turned on the alarm. Watch this. You're going to be more conscious when you stop this story. So I'm saying you have you you have you look you had leftovers from last night, but you but but you know when you pull up to that restaurant, you know what man I got man I'm gonna I'm gonna go home and finish that. You, you see what I'm saying? That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. And here's the thing: and if you have money, you, you still got to be wise to it. But some of us got some, got a little few coins. Amen. But what we got to do is we got to learn how to manage it yes. and don't misuse it. Yes. Because, and every time, uh, next week I'll talk to you about emergency, okay? So uh, I had to start here because I was going to give you the side this week. I just wanted to track this week. Next week we can get to work. We're going to get down to it. Roll up our sleeves. I don't know when I'm tired next week. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll roll up our sleeves and we're going to get down to it as far as setting yourself up for a peace of mind. Yeah. And tonight, I believe that that's what we need tonight. Okay? We need a peace of mind tonight. We need to ask God for his peace. Pray about everything. Worry about nothing. Be thankful for everything. Everything. Every, everything. Yeah. Even where you are right now, be thankful for it. And then he'll give you that peace. Yeah. And when he gives you that peace, man, you say, God, I just don't understand how I got so much peace. I used to think that if I didn't have money in my pocket, that I wasn't successful. But when I start seeing it in the bank, <laughs> see, that's a that's a street mentality. And a lot of us, not, not all of you, but we've had associations in our DNA in the street. And so, See how I frame things? I'm trying, trying to frame it real nice. And so, you know, if we didn't have a wad of money in our pocket, right? You know, we didn't think. I, 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 if I don't have money in my pocket, I'm like, man, I feel, I feel like I, you know, what's going on? You know. So, so you know, that that's a that's a that's a mindset that we have to break. Yeah. Okay. And we and here's the thing: stop overcommitting yourself to things you can't do. All right, listen, you, you know if you go get you a car right now and you finance it, come on, man, how many repos you already have? So sacrifice Uber until you can overcome. You understand what I'm saying? And then, and then get you a cash car. Get you a cash car. A cash car. Okay, $2,500, $3,000. Maybe four thousand dollars, but right now, if you want to get it right away, about three thousand dollars gets you a nice car and find you a good mechanic. Okay, get it checked out and ride it for about six months, eight months, and save up. That's right. Yep. Amen. Tax time, people go get cars, and they ain't got no job. Right. And then three months later, they come to repo that stuff. Come on, man. That's a character. Saints, saints, listen to me real good. It's a character problem. We can smile and we can say we love Jesus and we're holy, but God is looking at our character. And, and if, we're not, if we're not being good stewards over it, 
and that means something.